my goal is to connect you to other Hispanic leaders that are already doing the work and they need to be connected with the with the movement, right? Hispanics also want to be connected to the movement in general. And that's what I do. I connect uh, Hispanic leaders to other homeschool leaders. And also I give a strategic advice. If you try to do the strategy with no relationships, it's gonna fail because uh, outreach is relationships. Hi, you're listening to the Zan Tyler Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load, or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades in almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Welcome to the Zan Tyler Podcast. I'm your host, Zan Tyler, and I'm so glad you're here. Kareem Morato, a dear friend of mine, is joining me today. You are going to love her. Kareem is originally from Guatemala. Her husband is from Bolivia. They have been homeschooling since 2008. Uh, two of their children are in college and one is still at home. Kareem is a great support to homeschooling parents in so many different venues. She is an educational consultant with HSLDA, and at HSLDA, Kareem dedicates her time to upholding Hispanic leaders who support homeschooling and Hispanic parents who wish to educate at home. Through her outreach work, she offers leaders strategic advice and networking to help them reach and serve the homeschooling community. She also speaks nationally and internationally, and her goal is always to encourage homeschooling parents to continue in their journey and enjoy their children. So welcome, Kareem. I am so excited to have you today. Hola, Sid. ¿Cómo estás? We're going to practice Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is going to be a Spanish tutorial as well. So Kareem knows my Spanish, my, my struggles with Spanish. And, uh, and, and so I always enjoy when I'm in California visiting my daughter, um, being able to talk to a lot of the Hispanic community out there. And we enjoy uh, struggling with each other's accents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what the number one thing you and I have in common. You have an accent. I have an accent. So we both understand each other. Good luck, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we hope today you can understand one of us. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, Kareem, tell me, well, well, first of all, I just want to hear your story. How did you, how did you and your husband meet? How did you end up in the United States? And then how did you start homeschooling? So you can you know, pick and choose any of those questions <laughs> or all of those questions. You know, I came to this country when I was 18. 
and uh, we, with my mom and my sister, the three of us, and we were looking for a new life. My mom had a really, you know, rough, um, you know, um, marriage, and she was ready to move on, and she felt like United States was the place where she wanted to start. So we came here with the idea to support my mom, and we thought we were coming back to Guatemala with my sister because we have our friends, we were going to college, but God had a different plan. And at the same time, my husband was also relocating from Bolivia. So we ended up visiting the same church, and that's how we connected, and we started working and supporting um, that church and and that's how we met and fell in love a long time ago in 1992 I think um, and, and we got married in 1998 and I do remember that in all this process you know I was trying to figure out my life in the United States my what should I do my career and I was like well let's Spanish teacher sounds like easy to me. I speak Spanish. I think I can do this. And and that's how I ended up being a Spanish instructor. So, but when we got married, you know, I love education. And, and I remember having all these dreams about how we were going to educate our children. You know, a lot of Hispanics, when they leave their country and they relocate, they're always thinking what for a brighter future, how can we have a better future and our children can have a better future? So I knew education was top priority in my life. And of course, you know, we want our kids to follow God, to um, to meet, to have a personal relationship with, with Jesus Christ. But at the same time, um, I was very, very uh, firm that education was be our priority also in our home and I remember coming with all this like how can we afford all these private school because we live in an area where you know private school and good education can be accessed and my husband said well what do you think about homeschooling and I was like what is that and he's like homeschooling it's like I don't even know what is that well can you explain that to me and he saw missionary people in Bolivia homeschooling and that's where he was introduced to the idea that you can educate at home. And and I found that to be so interesting. And it's like, well, do people here in the United States do it? Why would you do it? They have the best education. This is the best country of the world. And so I was so confused. So my husband told me, well, let's find out. And, and I was like, okay, that sounds to me like a cult. So I'm not sure if I'm going <laughs> to sign up for that. Uh, but I remember I went to, we, my husband and I went to a homeschool convention at HAB. We enter and was like we were like so surprised. We were like so many parents and the kids were walking around. Oh, let me interrupt you. you. Just let me interrupt you for just a minute. For those of you listening who don't know, the um, Home Educators Association in Virginia has an annual convention that is humongous. I mean, there are like sixteen thousand people that go on an annual basis, yes. and they have. They, sometimes they'll have cars in the exhibit hall who are sponsored. Yes, them. yes, it's just. Robotics. I mean, it. It's really an amazing. Yes. Event. So that was me and my husband. No <laughs> kids. No even. We didn't have any kids. We were just my husband because I told my husband there is no way I'm doing this. Uh, you know, I I, 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 in my head, I had a, our whole future plan, and my husband told me, "Let's go and check it out." And then I met outdoors curricular providers and. 
and I was blown away. Now, you have to understand, you know, I was still learning English and going through that process. So for me, the idea that I was in charge of my kids' education did not really, um, I could not accept that. But seeing so many families and meeting the professionals going to workshops I told my husband well maybe you're right maybe this could be a possibility so it took me like five years to realize yes we're doing this <laughs> so um I, one thing I didn't mention in your introduction is that you actually taught Spanish in the public school system here for 16 years is that right yes yes so, okay so. I, and, I, and I love that because, you know, this thing about me where I am passionate that languages um, are no barriers, but are connectors. We learn a language so we can connect with a culture mm-hmm. and really uh, form relationships. That has always been in me. Um, I'm passionate about that. So I love teaching in public school. I did immersion and I did Spanish and I was that crazy Spanish teacher like, like going all over the place, making kids excited about Spanish and learning and just making sure they were learning to speak it, right? So, yeah, that was me. You know, Kareem, I love that because for me, learning Spanish is is been a barrier. It it was a (laughs) bear for me in school, and you and I talked about this. And um, But I've never thought about that language isn't a barrier. It's a connector. I love that. Yes, I, you know, I, I think the fact that, you know, learning to speak in English has transformed my life, has given me so many opportunities, has given me so many, I have met so many wonderful people that now are in part of my life. And, you know, so when I, you know, when I think about English, I don't think about grammar rules. I don't follow the grammar rules. <laughs> you know, like I am, you know, I don't follow the rules. So I think about culture uh i don't know about food i'm learning to eat the food but you know i you know hispanics are big in food so our food is something that we keep but uh but i'm starting to love my kids make me they, they we will always have the fight we would just we just say like can we just be americans north americans today and just eat regular food <laughs> <laughs> so i learned to embrace the food from the united states too <laughs> That's right, because all your children were born here Yes, they are, they, they, you know, they are not North Americans and they see, they identify with um, the English language, uh, but they, we taught them that, you know, their, uh, their heritage is unique and rich and, and they embrace the part of Guatemala and Bolivia. They connect with the family. They have traveled also with us. And, and, and now that they are adults, they appreciate that we never disconnect them from the from the culture. And that was part of why also we homeschooled because we wanted to the kids to be bilingual. Right. We wanted the kids to right. be able to travel and have the flexibility. And homeschooling has given us the chance to educate bilingual children. Um, but sometimes uh, they feel uh, we are too dramatic. They're like, oh, mom, just let's do it the North American way. There is no drama here. <laughs> We we are passionate. We're intense. <laughs> <laughs> that that is amazing. So then, so you had children. Started homeschooling in two thousand and eight. And when did you start working with HSLDA? I didn't start working for HSLDA until two thousand twenty. Oh, you know, okay. I yes, I didn't even know they existed. We always always laugh about that because. 
I remember um, I was introduced to the world of HSLDA. Listen, it took me a while to pronounce it. I didn't know how to say <laughs> HSLDA. Like I practiced and practiced uh, because I was, you know, I had my own Spanish program, my own online program, and I went to a business uh, gathering two to one. And when I was there in the gathering, oh my which goodness! Was, I bet we met and didn't even know it because I was at two to one. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? So I was there, and I remember being in the bathroom, and I, you know, I did never stop by and say, "What is HSLD?" It never crossed my mind. Uh, you know what they did and everything, and I remember I was washing my hands because we were going to eat, and that was important to me. You know, the eating part of the part <laughs> of the conference of the event, and Heather from could you know um she was the outreach coordinator uh and and she said to me hey what do you do and I was like I told her what I do and then she she talked to me like would you would be a wonderful person to to reach out Hispanic parents and I look at her it's like Hispanic parents don't homeschool <laughs> you know like in my head because listen I was always the only one in the room that was homeschooling and it was Hispanic at least first generation um, right. immigrant right. family maybe second and third they were already uh, homeschooling but it was a different story so I say to her homeschool families don't you know Hispanics don't homeschool you know like I'm the, the exception and then she's you know she's like but would you like to see part of the riches like Oh, no, no, thank you. I am busy with my business. You know, I am trying for homeschool parents to, to teach their kids Spanish. That's what I do, and that's what I want to keep doing. Like, you know, Hispanics is, like, way too complicated. So in my head, I was like, no, 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 no. And, but, you know, we kept the relationship, and I, and I think this is what, you know, part of our reach. Our reach is connections and relationships. And, and we kept, you know, talking about it and then she they invited me to the leadership conference and I went and then when I went I was like whoa what is this so I understood what HSLDA does which oh you know is- what we need we need to give a footnote here HSLDA stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association it's one of the largest if not largest homeschooling organizations in the world and they um, from the very beginning since 1983 have been there to make sure that homeschooling is legal and accessible and possible um, yes. they helped me stay out of jail um, helped us get a, <laughs> an organization going so wow. I, I happen to have a love a real deep love for Mike Ferris and Mike Smith and Jim Mason and D Black and yes. everything HSLDA. So, okay. Yes. So, just so that our listeners would understand if they're not familiar with HSLDA, um, yes. you know, who they and, are okay. and, and who they are. And when in that leadership uh, uh, retreat, I understood what you just say. I had no idea what did they do. But, you know, one of the things I realized in that uh, uh, event is that not only my community needed HSLDA, but also HSLDA needed my community. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the part about relationship. It's not just one thing and it's only one side of the relationship, but it's both. And that's where um, we, you know, we focus on. And then after I come back from the event, I told my husband, you know, this means maybe it's God and my husband never interferes in my career decisions. He <laughs> said, well, pray, pray about it. And, and then and I was like, okay, I think I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. And then pandemic hit. 
and it was a tsunami of um it completely disrupted uh Hispanic families' mindset oh, about education. Yeah. And 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 you know, I don't think Hispanics were, you know, ready to jump into homeschooling the way it's happening now. But when his these families saw what was happening through Zoom and through the education, the frustration and they realized, oh, this is what my kids are learning and this is how they are learning they realize that their dream, um, which is giving their kids the best education and future possible, may was not there. Um, and that's when the first time, you know, and I say mindset because our mindset for the Hispanic culture um, until today was, until, you know, the, before pandemic was, you learn at school. You have teachers and a parent will not be capable to make you a professional. And, and it was just, crazy and, and, and nuts. Um, so because of the pandemic, that completely started sh- changing the mindset of the Hispanic parents. No, well, that is such an amazing story. So tell me now um, how you work with Hispanic leaders and um, American homeschool leaders to bring them together and network you know, for the good of the kingdom of God and for the good of both communities. You know, I, I think is you know, I could think about an example, which is real, which is, you know, BAU. Um, it, you know, I remember when we started talking to BAU leaders, the first thing that started the conversation was you guys invited me to one of your summits. And I went there. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew that I got a really nice invitation from you. And you and he sounded like, hey, you know, come come to our world. And that basically what is outreach, because many leaders think, well, everybody's welcome, you know, but I want you to think about a party, a fiesta. Okay, so I put a flyer and say, everyone is welcome. But if I don't know somebody in the party, I will not go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, no, thank you. You know, but if I if I say to you, hey, Kareem, uh, I connect with you. You know, we, we start a connection relationship. And then you say, here is an invitation. We would really would love you to come. Uh, that is a reach. You know, it's connecting with those communities that you may not know. You don't know anybody. And you may look around your community, whatever you're leading, and say, hey, it seems to me like there are no Hispanics around or other uh, cultures around. And I think that, you know, that's what I what I do is I am a person that connects. And my goal is to connect you to other Hispanic leaders that are already doing the work and and they need to be connected with the with the movement, right? And and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it may feel like we may have our own party going, like all in Spanish, you know. So some I know Spanish can get a little bit crazy then, like talking in Spanish really fast and all this stuff. But I think it's important also that believe me, with that Hispanics also want to be connected to the movement in general. And that's what I do. I connect uh, Hispanic leaders to other uh, to other homeschool leaders. And also I give a strategic advice because, you know, I think a leader, um, it takes humbleness when a leader comes to me and say, Karine, we really want to do something and reach out, but we don't know how. And those have been the best uh, uh, meetings and conversations and results when the leader comes to us 
a question, how do we do it? How, where do we start? And we usually start with the low hanging fruit. And what do you do? Uh, what do you, and then we, we talk about it. This will be an amazing um, a resource for the Hispanic families. Uh, so I think that that's part of what I do, just um, making the, the connection. And, and oh, making right, I'm sure. Gonna, okay, I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute here and just explain that most states, most every state in the United States has a homeschool state organization. And um, and that is what Kareem is referring to here. As a matter of fact, if you want to go to hslda.org, the um, HSLDA website, you can find a map with a listing of all those state organizations. And so many of those state organizations now, thanks to Kareem and others, <clears throat> are beginning to have more formal and informal outreach to the Hispanic community. So, Kareem, I'm going to interrupt you and um, have you talk about this for a minute. I always thought that Hispanic parents would be looking for Hispanic curriculum, but you taught me that they want their children to be fluent English speakers. So they're looking for their children, even when they're homeschooled, to be English speakers. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct? and yes, and that's something that, uh, and we need to emphasize why, uh, because um, I always say, you know, Hispanics are very diverse. We are not, are we don't think the same. We have very different experiences, and when you think about the Hispanics living in the United States, you're gonna see Hispanics that are first generation immigrants, and what they want, these families want to make sure the kids have a. Um, a good education, and one day, if they choose to go to college, they are ready. Uh, so they are looking for English curriculum to make sure their their students are learning and are prepared, and they are learning the correct content. Um, now, the challenge is that these parents sometimes don't um, they have in English limitation. Like my, myself, when I started homeschooling, English was my second language. So. Uh, so it is important sometimes for leaders to understand that uh, the parent need to understand what is your organization about, what is your resource about, and Spanish, so they can understand. Oh, this will be a great and amazing resource for my family. Uh, so you you are right about that. Now, some um, second, third uh, generation um, Hispanic families they speak English. English is their. Uh, their second first language. language. First <laughs> language, yes. And Spanish is the second. And they are looking for different resources. They are looking for Spanish resources because they want their kids to learn Spanish. Uh, but it, it, it is important. Thank you for emphasizing the differences. Okay. And and so there, let's see, there were a couple of other things. Oh, you know, I found this interesting. Oh, first, I just want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press, who sponsors this um podcast, they have uh, initiated several outreach opportunities into the Hispanic community. And I'm really, really appreciative of that. So one thing, Kareem, I have learned from you. And by the way, I have learned so much from you. And I really appreciate it. uh, Is that, you know, we all know, well, maybe not everybody knows that Puerto Rico is a territory in the United States. And Mm so the Puerto Rican kids are U.S. citizens. A lot of them want to come to the States for college. And it never dawned on me that they would have to take the SAT in English. 
mm-hmm, not in mm-hmm. Spanish. I don't know if there mm-hmm. is a Spanish version. But so so English education, y- you know, that's important, I guess, even in Spanish speaking territories and countries. And thank you so much for talking about Puerto Rico, uh, Sam, because it's a beautiful country. And 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 sometimes uh, we just because th- we are not connected all the time, you know, like the other states, we forget that these parents, they have needs. And as we are talking to more uh, families from Puerto Rico, these families, these parents are basically homeschooling in a bilingual way. Mm-hmm. They want their, they, they want their children to learn the beautiful and rich uh, culture of Puerto Rico and the language, Spanish too, but also they want to make sure that the kids take advantage of the opportunities that they may have by being USA citizens. And we need uh, to to provide these resources to these parents that are doing the double work because it's a lot of work, yes, to, lot of work. To, to homeschool in two languages. But I have, um, we know several success uh, stories where uh, these students are thriving, not being bilingual, uh, having a strong education in Spanish, but also being able to learn in English and take those SAT uh, tests and score uh, the, 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 what they need to get to get into the university that they want. And that's important. Yeah, that's very important. And, you know, some of us will be surprised to learn that there is a, homeschool, a homeschooling community in Puerto Rico. Yes. And And so it's a strong one. Yes, thriving. And, you know, that is just thrilling for me to hear. What about Guatemala and Bolivia and some of the other countries that we're not as familiar with? Are there homeschooling communities there? Yes, it, and because of the pandemic, this is being accelerated. And that's the part where uh, HSLDA uh, has uh, joined forces. Um, we have uh, uh, Mike Donnelly. He's the attorney in charge of the international part of homeschooling. And and we work with, a, it's called, I believe it's HEX, a G-H-E-S. G-H-E-S. Yes, Global Home Education Exchange yes. or Network, yes. Yes, so we connect with leaders at the level where these leaders are really uh, trying to, f- you know, build that uh, legal structure to, to make um, homeschool uh, legal in that country, right? But also, I spoke to uh, different leaders and these Latin American leaders, what they are doing is they are trying to organize their their families in the country because there are families that are homeschooling, but they are not organized. And we know the importance of getting organized and forming associations because when you organize the families, when you are organized associations, you have a voice. You have, you know, strength at also in the numbers. And it is amazing the work that some leaders from Latin America are doing to not just promoting homeschooling, but organizing the families. And also there are, it's almost like a layers of work. So you have the top work that is being done by, you know, all these legal uh, people, educators, and then you have this middle layer where you have these leaders organizing the parents that are there. And, but we know it's possible because we have seen it here happen in the United States, 40 years, legal in every state. So I think that the United States is being used by God to be the leader to help us 
do this work internationally. So let me ask you this, Kareem, because you have been so gracious to me and you're just such a gracious, open person. Kareem, how can we reach out to our Hispanic brothers and sisters in this country when we feel like language is a barrier and not a connector? Um, first of all, Sam, I just want to say people like you with a huge heart, I don't see language, I see heart. Um, you are so sweet. I see you. I have seen your teaching, your books, uh, your message. It, it's it's something that is not based on language, but it's based on love. And I think that we need to remind ourselves as, as leaders that when we are doing, God, you know, our calling. Um, if it's not, if love is not, if it's love is not there, it's just noise. <laughs> So I just want to uh, uh, encourage those leaders um, because the majority of the leaders that are reaching out to me, they don't speak Spanish, but they have the heart to do something about it. And I think that's how you, you, you start now. It could be overwhelming because leaders say, well, we don't have anything in Spanish and we don't have resources to do anything in Spanish. And, um, and what is happening is that leaders are starting with the low hanging fruit. Where you are and what is there something small that you can do to start. It could be that you maybe connect with a Hispanic parent and let that Hispanic parent be your voice, just like I do for HSLDA. HSLDA, um, sometimes they trust me and they don't understand what I'm saying. They're just trusting I'm saying the right thing. <laughs> and, I, and I'm speaking in Spanish, the heart of HSLDA. Not the words, not the information, because information does not transform. You know, so I think that this is important that uh, the question the leader can start is, where can I start building a relationship with who and let that step it gives you the strategy of what you can do next if you try to do the strategy with no relationships it's gonna fail because um, mm -hmm. our reach is relationships and connections and that will you know kind of guide you and tell you okay this is the next step for us to do well, that's powerful. Thank you so much. Kareem, I cannot thank you enough for being here today, for your work among us, for bringing us all together. I just love you and cherish your friendship. Is there anything you would like to say in Spanish to the Hispanic community before we leave? How they can homeschool, how they can connect with people who can help them homeschool, something along those lines? Oh, sure. I would love to. Okay. Uh, buenos días, buenas tardes, padres, líderes. Si nos están escuchando, uh, queremos animarles a que continúen esta labor tan ardua, pero el impacto de educar en el hogar es el impacto en vidas y en generaciones y el legado es único. Así que si usted necesita inspiración o si usted necesita ayuda, conéctense con nosotros, conéctense con Sam Tyler o conéctense conmigo. Visite la página de HSLDA y ahí va a encontrar recursos en español uh, que tal vez le pueden ayudar en su trayectoria de educar en casa. Así que muchas gracias por escucharnos. Thank you, Kareem. Hey, before we go, tell our listeners how they can find you. Well, they can find me in, um, yeah, I said in Spanish. That wouldn't be good to say it in English. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
First of all, visit HSLDA page. Uh, we have a resource page in Spanish. And, and if you have families that you don't know how to help because you don't speak the language, send them there. We have a number that they can, um, they can, they, they can call us and we can speak to them in Spanish and give them the information. They can also find the information about the law in Spanish. We have an interact, interactive map. So hslda.org. And if you would like to know more about what I do uh, during um, my free time with Spanish, <laughs> feel free to visit my um, my um, my Sp my Spanish program to homeschool is uh, homeschool Spanish um, homeschool Spanish curriculum dot com. Okay, that is great. And um, I just want to say a word about it. the state organization in South Carolina that Joe and I started back in the 90s, the South Carolina Association of Independent Homeschools. We call it SCAHS, S-C-A-I-H-S. We have, we have a counselor in our high school program who is bilingual. And um, so she is great for outreach, you know, for the homeschooling, for the Hispanic community in South Carolina. And sometimes people from other states call her as well. So we are here to partner together. And Kareem, yes. I cannot thank you enough for being here with me. Thank you for your ministry and may God continue to bless all you do. Dicente to you, son. Gracias. Muchas gracias. Te quiero mucho. I love you so much. Love you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.